Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to season four, episode two of the Rink Moose Hockey Podcast, a weekly episodic podcast, bi-weekly episodic podcast, where two, sometimes three good friends get around a table and discuss all things NHL and their implications in the fantasy hockey universe. universe. I am one of your hosts, as always, Nick Costu. Joined alongside in that hideous, hideous oh, red jersey, you're such a- Kyle Nice. How are you doing this this evening in the new studio, the Rink Moose Studio here yeah. downtown Toronto? My goodness, I was just about to ask you, is this the new studio? Is this like the spot? Well, now? we got multiple studios in this building. So this right. is Studio A, and then we studio got Studio a, B studio downstairs. B. So And then uh, headquarters yeah. is what, at your North HQ's York HQ's in North York, yeah. I mean, it was in Markham, know, but now, now uh, we've been my, kicked out, right? My fault, everybody. My fault. Yeah. We've been kicked out of Kyle's home, so yeah. no more no more the nice studio. Those days We're are on, gone. finally on view, video today. Yeah. The Hi, fans folks. can see us. And... Uh, it's it's yeah like it's 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 a shame like if there was one episode to get on video it would have been in that nice little basement of yours yeah and, yeah uh, we don't have it yeah we don't have it but uh yeah hope i don't know what exactly is the plan with the whole video thing but we're probably hopefully gonna get some good clips for you guys uh the highlights of the show we're not gonna post fucking two hour long videos obviously but uh we'll see what comes of it and we're excited and with that said i introduce in the hot seat this week Fans have been waiting. They've been clamoring. Yeah. It, tonight is our annual fantasy hockey show, and so we had to bring aboard Joshua Schechter. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, boys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that up. No, I mean, hey, it, it's good to have you. I mean, I don't know when the last time you, you were on the show was, uh, but yeah, we have to invite you for our fantasy episode. We just had our draft a few days ago, and so... Um, yeah, I mean, I mean well, the, where do you where do you want to start? Well, I, here's where I where I want to start is is Josh really the fantasy guru that we that we need here? We made the finals the, the last most year. Quest- yes, that's true. On the backs of my players that he paid a king's ransom <laughs> to get, we need to know is Josh still running that questionable questionable strategy this year? Well. I'm not sure if your viewers are aware of what the strategy is, so maybe I'll explain it. loyal as hell. Well, for those unloyal fans who are just tuning in for the first time, you're in for quite a treat because <laughs> what I'm about to divulge is quite possibly the most top secret and, and, piece and, of and if I may interrupt, this is we can finally give away our strategies here because a year ago, we, we couldn't talk yes. about this stuff. We had our draft within a few days, and so we held the cards close to our chest. Today, the, the floodgates are open, so so please feel free to, to say whatever you want. It all boils down to six versus four. <laughs> that, oh that is how I look at this game. Oh, my God. We play in a category league with ten categories. You only need five to win, or in most cases, you only need five to win. As I found out in the finals, you need more than five to win. <laughs> And we'll get to that later. Oh my God, that's true. However, the strategy is simple. You load up on goalie, you win that every week, and then you hammer shots and hits because those are the only stats that really matter. 
think uh, you're you're more getting at those are the the stats that people don't care as much about, and you can snipe all the good talent. Is uh, is where you get. And plus, like I mean, goalies are. I'll hear. I'll concede you this. Goalies are first of all very unpredictable, which is a, the shaky legs of of the whole foundation. But taking a little bit from your strategy, I, I've never gone harder on goalies than I have this year. Oh yeah. I thought you know what I've got draft capital up top i'm not necessarily in love with the players from from four to nine range Mm. round wise so why not load up on 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 a consistency on a goalie uh category yeah looking at your draft i mean wow securing the islanders tandem huge connor hellebuck goalie number four huge i mean the depth you have You'll you'll definitely compete this year after what most people will say is a disappointing finish. Um, yeah. Do we want to rehash the the moments before the playoffs where not only did I pull off a come from behind win, being down eight two to secure my playoff berth, but then also make a run to the finals only to lose on an asterisk, which was right. higher seed. And, and all that is true, ladies and gentlemen. There's there was a lot of draft picks moving around. Josh played his hand really well. He he seemed to get the crop that was the cream of the crop. Basically, I I traded away a lot of guys for a fourth rounder. Josh got Patrick Kane. For a fourth rounder, some other guy got Pavel Bushnevich. What is the difference <laughs> there, right? Like Josh played it right to the very end. He did really well with it. Got to the finals, or or you got to the finals, finals. And you, I think you lost on a tie. Is that right? I lost on a Cal Clutterbuck healthy scratch. Wow. No way. So, and my, my biggest surprise, I saw this and I knew Josh lost at that time. And my biggest surprise was I cannot believe Josh didn't go to this guy to my left and raise hell about how fucked up that rule is. Like, it's just such a crazy, uh, crazy tiebreak. It's a terrible way to lose. Just a terrible way to lose. And I'll tell you what, we had Matt Moopsy over here in, in the in the studio a couple mm-hmm. days ago. And he was just r- still to this day rubbing and he's like, I can't believe I won on that fucking tie. That's what he said. Can you believe that? And then, and then he continued to snipe your draft all night long. Oh, did he ever. I mean, fellow it, George which, Brown alum, by the way. Let's just get into the draft. I think we it's about time because... He, he sniped me. We had the draft order. I was ninth pick. He was 10th, which means he was on the turn. And every time I had two players I wanted, at least one of them got picked up by Moops on that swing. Mm. And now his team looks almost identical to what I would have drafted. And it's <laughs> extremely frustrating to look at his team and yeah. know that could have been mine. Right, 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 right. Well... If, if that is where you want to start things off, do you want to get into the keepers? Yeah, then... so just to give everyone some context. Listen, we're not, we're not going into the top three on each position, sleepers, busts. That's played out. It's played out. It's going to take too long. This is going to be loosey-goosey. We're just going to give you guys what happened in our draft, and hopefully we get into some little discussions along the way about, you know, a little more organically as to who we like and who we dislike this season, who went too high, who went too low, stuff like that. So I think, yeah, what better way to get into it than to just set the we had three keepers first time ever we did three keepers in our league that was a vote just one week prior uh yeah and uh i mean yeah there was some uh there were some i mean were there any surprises among among the keepers so it's a 10-man league Mm. three keepers a piece with 30 guys got kept 
So lots of different strategies. Yeah. We had a, we had guys picking the first rounders, you know, the Matthews, the McDavid's, the McKinnon, sure. Yeah. We had we had guys picking Zach Hyman. Yeah. You know, we yeah. we we had guys picking Drew Doughty. You know, like yeah. like there yeah. were there were some there were some head scratchers. We had a that guy. Was a bit weird. He picked he. I mean, he what he went he went he went Hyman over Marner, right? Right, which we can get into as because not everyone runs a keeper league like this. Just to be clear, in our keeper league, where you where a player is drafted, is where we keep that player. So, for example, if I'm keeping, I drafted Sagan fifteenth. I'm going to be keeping him with my fifteenth pick. Not everyone does it that way. I think it adds a lot of value. We got into a discussion about this in our group chat. Um, it just adds a bit more of a managerial kind of sway to things. So the, the Zach Hyman pick, Zach Hyman was taken in like the night, the last round of the draft. And I think he's going to be a 60 to 70 point point guy. And, uh, and there's value in that big time over a, maybe a first overall first round Marner. I think there's definitely uh, something to be said about that. Um, and plus, I mean, let's be honest, the guy who did that had the first overall pick that year or this year. So he had free reign to choose whoever he wanted. Essentially, tra- He essentially traded Marner for Marchand. Yeah, exactly. Front. And as a perfect example to what you're saying, like I could have kept, you know, a Brad Marchand. I could have kept a Mika Zibanejad. These are all great players, but the reality is I took them high in the, the draft. Joe so needs it, to listen to this. It, it would have really hurt me. So I decided, okay, I'm going to keep some, I'm going to, I'm all about value. So I'm going to keep guys I took later into the draft, maybe not as talented as those guys I just mentioned, but still very good players. So I, I kept Kirill Kaprizov in round 17 because he was a fresh face last year. No one wanted him, right? So now I have him in the 17th round every year. I, Who drafted him again? Michael Robson. 17th round or you you and then he went to Michael and then Michael dropped him so Kaprizov went through three teams to get to me wow that was that's crazy I have a question about yours it's been a a jet pick do you regret not keeping him knowing that you could have had him in the second round uh well I I did draft him right with your first with your first round pick with my first oh yeah so I guess you're saying would, I could have just hindsight being 2020 did I is that would, where he would have went second round if I if would, I would you have yeah would you have kept him in the second round and instead gone for someone no but I, I don't want Mika Zibanejad being my annual guy I come every year back with in the second round I don't think that's value I think Robin Leonard in the 13th, Kyle Connor in the 15th, and Kirill Kaprizov in the 17th is like annual value. You can keep coming back to the draft table with those guys for the next three years and probably have a good draft, you know? I mean, yeah, K- K- Connor and Kaprizov are going to stay great. Leonard will probably f- phase out, but he's probably got a two, three-year window left, you know? But just looking at the player pool that was available in the first round, it's not anything that people at home would think of a traditional first round Brad Marchand going first overall. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have keepers, you have, there's the understanding that value is important, but also having that elite player, which whether you take him in the first round or you take him, um, or you keep him in the first round, I think having that, that option with the elite player over <clears throat> a solid player who you can keep later, you know, you, you got to weigh those options. So, I still knew there'd be stars in this draft. Like, let's not be let's not be mistaken. My first two picks, I got Crosby and Zibanejad. Like, by all accounts, those are stars in this league. And I know the the, the first three players, Marshawn, Marner, Kane, those are annual guys going in the first round. So, 
let's not be mistaken here. I mean, Victor Hedman was still on the board. Uh, like there were some, there were some high, high, high names still here to be to be picked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's there's two ends of the spectrum here, and uh, I'm I tend to swear on the side of of Nick's way of thinking in that. I think you have to be a very special talent to warrant a first round keep. In particular, second, third round, I can make an argument. But in my mind, there's only four or five special elite players that uh, that I would ever keep in the first round. Those being the McDavid's, the McKinnon's, um, the Drysaddles, the Kucherovs of the world. If it's not one of those guys, I like having. I like going back into the well to pick uh, a player of my choice. Because let's be honest, Marshawn could be a hundred point guy. He could be. He could be higher value than than uh, a Rantanen who was kept this year. You know, it's it's very possible, and uh, and I like to have that flexibility up in the front of the draft, uh, especially if you do the due diligence like you did, like you got your your. I don't know how you fucking got Connor in and where you did. It pisses me off. I forget what happened. I, I don't know if this is some I of your him. some of your commissioner I stuff. <laughs> when did you draft him? What year? Two years, whenever we started doing this, somehow Fuck. that guy went in the 13th round. Pissed me off. Anyways, so yeah, Nick's, Nick's got the, like, two great contrasting examples because you got great value in the in the back end of the draft. And then Josh, I'd say, has good value in the front end with your Vasilevskis, your Ovechkins, um, and your Brady Kachuk. So why don't you tell us about why you decided to take those three players? Well, it's, it's a very simple reason. It has to do with the way I build my team. When you only focus on shots and hits from a player perspective, it limits the the amount of players that you would consider in those picks. So having Ovechkin on my team from last year meant that it was a no-brainer to keep him at no, number nine overall, knowing that he would have gone ahead of where I would be drafting. There was some consideration in keeping Sorokin in, I believe, the 14th round. Pretty good. But at the, at the end of the day, keeping... Uh, a tandem goalie when I have Vasilevsky, it didn't make any sense. So I read the room. I saw that there was some significant goalie depth still available. And, you know, I, I felt confident in keeping Ovechkin over him. You know what, though? I, I agree. Like, it, it definitely, like, molds to your strategy. But I will admit, knowing you as the guy who puts goaltending first, that's the first thing you said when you sat down today. You said, I put goaltending first. Yep. I got to admit... I look at your team, and we can take shots at each other now that the draft's all said and done. I don't see the same goaltending strength I saw last year. You had part of the Islander tandem last year. You had Vasilevsky, and who was your third goalie last year? I had two. That's fantastic. That's a fantastic three. I don't see the same strength in Cal Peterson and UC Soros as as Rask and Sorokin. I I just don't. No, and you're completely right. I don't look at my team the same way as I did last year. Um, there's going to be half. There's a lot of things have to bounce right. I'm I'm banking on a strong comeback from Nashville defensively, which we didn't see last year. And uh, you know, Cal Peterson is just another shot in the dark that I hope to keep next year with a 15th round pick. Just bad team right now. You hope they become a good team. They're, they'll be better though. They'll be they'll better. They'll be better. They'll be better defensively. And but Quick's still gonna hog, as long as Quick's there, he's still getting some starts. Like as long as like as the take it from the Kings fan, like it's the loyalty card, right? Like they clearly know who the better goalie there is. They know who they, to play if you're gonna win a game. But as long as Quick's there and healthy, he's gonna munch up at least you know forty percent of the starts. As my third goalie, I don't need him to play more than sixty percent. And 
as we saw with the Rangers, loyalty doesn't mean very much these days with King Henrik being passed over for two goalies. I mean, that that tandem that became a trio didn't work. None of the goalies were able to get into a rhythm. And eventually it was the it was the old guy, King Henrik, unfortunately, who had to bite the bullet and rode pine for the season. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's well said. And then just to move on here, Kyle, you, you went with uh, Kale McCarr, Tyler yeah. Sagan, Alexi Lafreniere. So yeah. far from uh, the the best, you know, keepers on no, the board. Yeah, on, on paper, but it does but not you had sexy. the you had the most draft capital to use because you probably traded your best players last Correct. year. Correct. And I, to be honest, guys, I didn't expect to be keeping three players. Like I, I had locked in Makar and Len Laffey. And I didn't expect a third, so right. I, I didn't build that into my strategy. But he, However, even so, even so, Alexi Lafreniere, even if it was just the two, he'd still go down as the worst keeper. As of right um, now, today, he's the worst. Yeah, keeper on no, he's he's an he's an investment, right? Like Th- his, this is an investment. In my rankings, he's like three hundred. Yeah, he's the three hundredth yeah. player in the Put rankings. Those rankings. And, and you away. have it. You have him in the sixth round. The no, okay. Round. So first of all. He's actually an eighth round keeper, but I traded away my eighth pick, so he fucking moved up to the seventh. So that was a, an undersight on my part. So he's an eighth round keeper who I hope one day, and I and I I'm confident that he'll be more like a second round value eventually. Uh, that's what I'm banking on. So that's gonna be that's in my investment pick. It's a passion pick. I admit that's where my weakness is. I have the jersey. I love the player. It's it has to happen. Uh, Makar is an easy one in the tenth round. I, I invested in Makar on in his rookie year, so I'm lucky to have him. And then Sagan was just someone I just I looked at my roster. I had junk left as a keeper value, and I'm like, ah, the fifteenth round. He's gonna get shots. He's gonna get. 25 30 goals I'm, I'm okay with that it doesn't move the needle by any means but uh, i'm okay with it i think laffy is an interesting pick because to your point he he has the potential to be that second round or even first round guy but do you think it will happen this year i don't i i think my expectation is about 60 points this and year do you think that you, you might have overdrafted him last year in the eighth round see nick drafted him do you think he, he did was, that to spite me? Do you think he so exactly? So he overdrafted him to spite you, and you took the bait by keeping him not even at the round he was drafted, but you went a round further and are keeping him in a seventh round pick. Correct. When we look across the board at the seventh round, you could have had players that would contribute to your team. You know what the problem is here, Josh? And I'll tell you what the problem is. If I'll, t- I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what the problem here is, Josh. I would totally have left the player off my keeper list and taking him in and taking him in the tenth or or eleventh, but I know this vulture sitting to my left would have taken him in the ninth, right before me, because that's the kind of shit he would pull, and you know you. Would. I needed him last year. I know, and it blew up in my face. You took him in the sixth round, and yeah. I, I wanted him in the seventh. Yeah, and I know I'm just not safe to not keep him because mm-hmm. you still lurk around. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I dropped no. him. I dropped him last year, and and no one else placed. I mean, no one else. I had him. A on, I had claim. a waiver claim. Yeah, no one else placed a waiver but claim. But he was for about to wake up at three a.m. <laughs> yeah, the three a.m. alarm going. The the classic. Three With the alarm. girlfriend. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, I think that should. Yeah, that that segues nicely to uh, your team, Kyle. We're, yeah, sure. We're lo- let's let's break down our teams here, and then we'll get into the draft. So, who wants to go first? Well, I think it just makes sense. We're talking about <clears throat> sure, your keepers. Sure. 
yeah, usually I can pick your team apart pretty good, but uh, uh, rightfully so, it looks pretty good because you had the, like I said, you had the most advantageous draft capital to use. And there's, nah, I don't know, I don't know. So well, he, yeah. it's good enough. Like the it, center, center is such a deep position. Yeah, you don't, you uh, don't. Oh, I know, oh, I, see, I know. I but look, looking top to bottom, his team, you can't really find a flaw. Usually, Kyle's flaw is goaltending. He has shitty goaltending, yeah, and I, it blows up in his face. But he, yeah. like, I mean, he secured, uh, he secured the Islanders' goalies, and then he's gonna have a workhorse in Connor Hellebuck. Say what you want about his splits and uh, and how many goals the Jets allow this year, right? Uh, but he's still gonna play as many. Sure. Well, the Central's ne- never an easy division, right? It's going to be a lower scoring than the North, though. Isn't the division being pegged as the easy division in the NHL? Oh, that's the Pacific, I think. The Pacific's the easy division, my friend. But even so, this whole discourse about divisions, I I, I don't buy into it as much this year because you're still playing every other team, right? Like, you're playing your divisional games. You're still going to play the teams in your division a little more than every team. But it's not like last year where I only drafted Pacific goalies because I wanted to play the california teams every night or 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 calgary you know so yeah it's a bit of a different story there but i don't know i like your goalies and and your team your team's solid no flaws right so yeah this was a total and you know what's interesting it's a total departure from what i'm used to and part of that is because all the pundits and all the experts and all the other podcasts and youtube channels they always say goalies are voodoo don't take them near the top of the draft but i'm like come on man like you can't get good goalies unless you you spring for them early. Like I, I looked at Hellebuck and I'm like I'm gonna have to get a goalie early. I I was looking at Kemper if I'm honest, but I think Mitch. Someone took him before Mitch you. Mitch took yeah. him like second round, which I thought was crazy. Mm-hmm. So then I, I I jumped on the next best guy, who could be a better guy, and then I thought you know what I'm looking at Michael with the with this with the uh with the turnaround he had mm. picks 10 and then the first of the next round yeah so i'm like i don't think michael's gonna pick up mm-hmm. varley if i pick up sorokin so i got sorokin and i'm like no sorry i got varley first and then i was like you know what goalies are voodoo but the islanders are consistent and no one can really yeah. argue that both of these goalies are gonna get a 920 i'm gonna get an every single islanders game i'm gonna have a goalie playing so i'm really happy with that um, to, and you know what's crazy? I don't really like this team that I that I've picked here. Like these these players don't jump off the board for me. I'm, John Carlson is not my type of guy. Mitch Marner is not my type of guy. No, Pedersen is not my type of guy. But I just I went with just a safe, full value picks up in the top of the draft, and then at the bottom I I went with some some good um, some guys who are likely. A, a good shot to pan out who knows patrick line could be could get 25 30 goals that's all i want from him uh a connor garland in a plum situation in vancouver if he got you know a 65 point pace in fucking arizona what can he do in vancouver uh nico he is ready to break out i really believe that and that new jersey team is is on the cusp of something um and and it, it just feels like his time and pool party's playing with mcdavid so let let's uh let's just see what happens there Looking at your team, I like it. I think it's like top to top to bottom. It's competitive. The only thing I'm worried about in a ten-team league is every team has players, and what you need to do when every team is good is do something different. And I don't know if you did something different enough to stand out from the pack. 
Mm-hmm. Going going goalies early is a good strategy, taken from the, the book of Josh. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was beneficial for me. But you also have to pick the right goalies. And the difference between, um, you know, a Vasilevsky and a Hellebuck is, is palpable. <clears throat> and I, I think, you know, you'll, you'll put up points. There's no question about it. You have scoring throughout your lineup, and you'll compete in that sense. But to your point, the goalies, are we are we trusting that the Islanders have the same defensive year that they did last year? I mean, we, it's always the, the debate about the Islanders. Can they do it again? Well, mm. I, mean, like, I think we've seen this script long enough. I mean, they, 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 they bring it back every year. They do the same goddamn thing every year. They're one of the most annoying teams to play in the league. I'd put my – I'd bet, you know, that holds up. Um, but again, yeah, again – I don't know. I, I never really like owning a tandem. I like owning three goalies who play quite a bit because I want more starts. And uh, and maybe the Islanders have a week where they only have two games, you know, that whole week, you mm. know, or maybe it's their bye week. Then he's fucked, you know? So I don't, I don't like putting my all... It's a good point. Like, I believe in the Islanders, but if the team does flub up, well, then that's 66% of your goaltending out the fucking window. You know, as opposed to if you get three goalies, like I did, I went with three different goalies, three different teams, three different divisions. You know, I'm throwing my darts at the dartboard, hoping two of the three mm. pan out, you know? Let's talk about your goalies, because one of them has been in the news quite a lot recently. Well, hey, I mean, that that's the, that's the uh, yeah. <laughs> well, who depends? <laughs> I thought you were talking about Binner, but yeah, you're right. It's Leonard. <laughs> um do we, yeah, do we even want to go into that? I thought this would be the fantasy episode, but Kyle, um, I mean, you were the one tweeting, you were the one messaging us all weekend about yeah, these tweets. We, we should give a quick word. It's just such such big news. Um, I was walking at it. Is this going to affect his ability to play? Like, right. Being so outspoken. Right. And, I mean, luckily the NHL has responded well to him, and it seems like there's positive talks come out of it. Yeah. But, you know, you hear that online, and you, you immediately fear the worst for the player because – Oftentimes, when players are that outspoken, it can be seen as a distraction. Organizations don't want distractions. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a guy who's very hard to shut up. Like, he's been through so much. He's built a lot of clout through the things he's written and the things he said. And he's got a lot of players who have his back. I don't really see, you know, that being an issue. I don't see that the league silencing him, so to speak. Um, and and they have no they have no backup this year, right? Mm. I mean, you, at least last year he only, he didn't play a lot last year. Like let's like, like he he only like he didn't really didn't play very much in the regular season. It was Fleury's Vezina, right? And uh, and and this year is going to be interesting for him because he's got to be a workhorse again, and he, he hasn't had to be a workhorse since Buffalo years ago, right? Right. So it's a great team, but he's behind, but he's going to have to shoulder a lot of the load, mm-hmm. and that's why I kept him, and I'm hoping it pays off. So. Yeah, I guess it's a good segue to my team. I've I've Leonard is 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 my best goalie. I Freddie Anderson I'd probably call my second best goalie. I've always been a Freddie sketchy, very sketchy. I I think it's a go it's a b it's a, it's a swing or, or it's a home run or a fucking strikeout, you know? It's it's it can go really horribly or it can go really really well. I think playing in a smaller market will suit him. He's a head case. He, he couldn't handle the Toronto Heat. And we saw what he did in Anaheim, where he, right. there was no spotlight on him, and he was an art, uh, one of the best goalies in the league. And this team, the... this team he's playing behind is incredible in Carolina, right? The defense. Disagree. <laughs> uh, 
they'll definitely put up enough points to to win some games. But I agree with Kyle. I'm not sure if the defense is as solid as you think, and especially with the big red flag on the first pairing. Yeah, seriously, I, I, I honestly, without even being spiteful about the KK situation and all that, I think Carolina has t- taken a step back, a sizable step back with the f- personnel they brought in. The shenanigans with KK, the whole Tony fucking D'Angelo thing, Dougie Hamilton's gone. It's a step back. And, and I'm, honestly, I don't like Freddie. It might be an age thing. It might be an injury thing. He's had tons of injuries. Like, this is a very rocky, rocky, just very dicey pick. Very dicey in the fourth. I, hey. Boomer I'm not, bust. I'm, Boomer bust. I won't deny, like, the the, the like the, the point at which I took him at. Like, that. that is relatively high. But, I don't know. I knew he was going to go soon. And I, I knew what his ADP was. And I usually, yeah, I usually go for the safer goalies. But you're right. This is boomer bust. I mean, I yeah, I took him before your Islander guys, right? Like, I, I took him... You fifth. actually went back-to-back Leafs. You went Riley and yeah. then... Oh, I guess... Yeah. I guess Anderson's not a Leaf well, anymore. I needed, I needed, I needed, in the app, he's still wearing Leafs. I, need I, I needed a defenseman, like a one defenseman, and I know historically guys in contract years perform. And the Leafs are going to do everything they can to, to put him out there. Sandine's not taking over just yet. And, uh, and I think he's going to perform this year. He's going to stay healthy because he has no choice but to perform and stay healthy if he wants to get paid. And we've seen guys time and time again perform in their contract year. So that's why I took him. And then, uh, and then Franius and r- right after. I know Kyle took his Islander guys right after. But I could have I just f- fuck Riley, fuck Anderson and taken both Islander guys. But uh, no, I didn't want that. And, and I'm happy with my team. I think it's more well-rounded. Uh, and, and, and yeah. I feel like Mark Stone is a player that you target a lot. I yeah, think you had him last. That was the, that was the happiest moment of the draft. The second I got Mark Stone in that third round, I didn't think he was going to drop. I th- I thought someone was going to take him. I, I knew someone was going to take him, and he and he happened to drop to me. And I I knew where did you have him in your rankings? Because I don't <laughs> think I had him in the third round. Mark Stone, Mark Stone, Mark Stone was like a top ten fantasy player last year. He was incredible. He had an incredible year in Vegas. He was like the most quiet story last year. No one follows what he does in Vegas. He had an incredible year. I tried to pry him from Michael all year. I finally did at the deadline, and he, and he did great for me in the playoffs. Um, and I, I was so happy. 1.78 shots per game, 0. Oh, 0.56 hits per yeah, game. Yeah, he's not. he doesn't fit your model, no. but I'll tell you what. I had him ranked 317. Okay, that's great. <laughs> you know what, Nick? For, the, for a guy that doesn't produce any peripherals whatsoever— and a guy who showed up so poorly in the playoffs, who, whose reputation has taken such a hit. No. I, I don't know why you had this guy circled this so This guy's high. fantastic. I, I moved him way down my no. board. I, I, I would have taken Kevin Fiala over this guy. He's going to be great. I followed him all. I, you don't watch Vegas. No, you don't see I don't. the things he does. No, he, you're right. He's an MVP caliber player. And, uh, and he, right. can, he, can put up, he can put up 90 points but, easily. And, Easily. and Pacioretty is a is is not a good. Someone's got that team's the arguably the best team in the league. Someone's got to score. Someone's got to roll the power play. Someone's got to, you know. Uh, they're getting rolled. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep it up. Them and Carolina, uh, I think, are the, are the they're going to be steppers. they're going to be fantastic. <laughs> the, the, I know they're old. They're not like in three years from now. I don't think things are going to be too great there in Vegas. But I think right now they're well aware this is their moment. They re-signed Martinez. They're in total win now mode. They traded Cody Glass. Like they don't care about prospects. They traded Suzuki. They traded Cody Glass. They traded Brandstrom. It's all about now. And I think they have the best team in the league now. 
And and and, so and does that Mark concern Stone, you when you look at that and say, what if we get up to a slow start and they have to start selling players because they're not, man? They're not going to get it. I'll bet you my 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 mortgage. They're not going to get off to a slow start. They got off to a slow start last year, didn't they? They're they're in the weakest division in the league, right? That's true. They were in the weakest division last year as well. That's and they still finished great. They won the president's trophy. No, Colorado did. Okay, like they were a point behind Colorado. Fine, fine. Like, like I don't care. The slow start. They still like almost won the president's trophy. They're gonna be a good team. A good. T- they're gonna, they're gonna, gonna be, be great. And, and he's team. he's the straw that stirs the drink. There, he is Nathan right. McKinnon of Vegas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying th- they play the same role. They're the captain. Okay. Are you worried that he might take on the new Captain Canada role and only think about the Olympics <laughs> up until that happens? No. Yeah, it'll be his first opportunity. He'll Just be- for context there, a good point there. I, I, in my rankings and my thought processes, I was targeting guys who had uh, Olympic hopes, guys who would want to play up to their a higher standard to, to show up for the Olympic team. Shifley was a guy I really wanted to target, but fucking Joe kept him. Fucking son of a bitch. But I think guys like Barzell are going to have a great year. Marner's going to step it up, maybe. Barzell's going to make the team. He'll make the team. Over Tavares? Yes, absolutely. Tavares, I wouldn't have Tavares anywhere near this team, this Olympic team. And, you know, say what you want about, you know, me losing out on the hits and the shots. I know I'll still make up for it with, like, uh, you know, Mika Zibanejad will shoot. Uh, Connor will shoot. Uh, Toffoli will shoot. Those I'm are those are all... balls on the shots. Cause no, I agree. Hey, I know. No, no I... one... My team is drafted to win those categories. If I lose them, it's because you had an amazing week. Like a lot of averages would say that I'm going to win those every week. And if you look back in last season, I did with the exception of maybe the week that I lost in the finals. Right. Um, and, and again, like I, I, you know, I, I even took a card out of your, out of your book. Like I, I went with some hit guys. I know you fucked me with, Hornquist yeah. and Tom Wilson. I, I know back. those are guys that you you value, and I, and I, I, yeah, go ahead. That's why I was willing to trade my early round picks because I don't value the guys at the top. Of the right. Draft. When I, when you look at my team and you see I drafted, I yeah, think, um, was it Marcheseau in like the fifth round or sixth round? Sure. Like, yeah, that was high. It was high. He was like a hundred twentieth in Yahoo, but he shoots the puck yeah. a shit ton. Absolutely. And, and middle round yeah. is where I find my value because that's where the guys who hit. And the guys who shoot, they live. I had two ninths. I had, I think I had two tenths. Two ninths and, a, and two twelfths, sorry. And I, I feasted in that, in those mm-hmm. areas. And, and I, yeah, I realized, hey, listen, I need, I need, like, I put my Brian Burke cap on and I said, I need some sandpaper. You know, I can't just have the Kaprizov and the Connors, the Banajek, Crosby, Mar- Stone. I need some sandpaper here. So, so I went out there and I, I got Hornquist. <laughs> I got Tom Wilson, and then today I even picked up Brandon Tanev because I know how much Kyle loved him last He's year. He's a great, great so, player. To so have. I, I know, I know what, and and even even like Petrie was a surprise, really good multi-cat guy last year. So like, I don't know. I feel like I, I diversified around there, and 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 I'll be just fine. You're pissed. You saw that Leafs game. Where he had like nine hits, and I knew it. I was, I saw, I tuned in for five minutes to that Leafs game, and it, all, all I saw was a highlight of Batherson yeah. just f- smoking guys nine hits. I'm like, Josh is gonna be just jerk into this, and I'm gonna take him tomorrow. And with Brady Kachuk <laughs> not signed, I don't know if 
like when that's going to happen. It could be a Nylander situation where he holds out until he gets the deal that he wants. And if that's the case, I can see Batherson sliding into that net front presence on the power play. Right. Being that guy who cleans up and, you know, takes over for what Kachuk does. Yeah. Three shots, four hits a game. He He's 6'3". Like, he's a big guy. You don't, you, you don't often know it, but he's a big, big body guy. And his shot is great. Like, he's got the skills are absolutely there. Like, there were times last year he's very inconsistent. But there were times when I'm like, this guy is like a legitimate sniper in this league. But then it, it just it disappears. Well, we saw flashes during the World Juniors and during his junior yeah. career. He, yeah. he was a highly rated guy. I believe he was a highly drafted player as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, those players often find success. It took him a little bit of time, like most players in Ottawa, because they're timid and scared to actually show out because they know they'll never get paid what they're deserved, which is why Kachuk is in this situation he uses him right now. And not to mention he's the fourth member of the Beatles in Nova Scotia. Crosby, McKinnon, Marchand, and Batherson's part of that group too. So that's obviously elite company to keep yourself with in the off season. So I really trust his off season workouts. Yeah, that, I knew that would be something that you would harp on as a reason. And <laughs> honestly, it, it it's makes a good sense. reason. Yeah, yeah. He's learning from three of the best players in the league, three of the best players <clears throat> in our generation, and you love to see it from a young guy who takes that initiative and reaches out to a player of Sid's ilk and being like, mm. "Teach me your ways." That's yeah. what Nate did, and look at him. Yeah, exactly. Are we ready to move on to uh, Josh's team before you're done oh, we shitting done on my team? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Lay it on me. So let me ask you this. When Brady Kachuk slides the entire year, what now? What happens? That's when you bust out the Jameson and you just drink the whole <laughs> season because... If that happens, my team oh, is kaput. So Brady Kachuk is the linchpin of my team. He literally is. I was sweating bullets last year because I did not expect him to drop to the third round, and I had kept Vasilevsky in the second. And For the record, I would have taken him like right after you did. As would any smart player, they would have taken him because not only does he do what I need him to do, which is get lots of shots and hits, but he produces points as well, and he gets power play points. Plus, minus, who who even cares about that? That's an irrelevant stat. Ancient. And, and you know, he's the linchpin of my team. If he can't play, I just donate $30 to whoever wins. <laughs> you, could, uh, you could tank and sell some assets and, uh, and do it that way. Well, that's the catch with me is that my team has no assets that other people would want. I drafted for the way that I build my team. Yo, like literally ha- half of half of your team is the same as last year. How does By that design. Get you, how does that get you excited? Like, don't you want to mix things up every year? Like, that's why you play in multiple leagues, folks. Right. <laughs> you have one league that you yeah. try and win, and then you have one league that you have fun in. Okay, fair enough. Um, can I ask you? Because I saw a lot of UC Soros floating around. Um, what is the scouting report on him, and why did, why did you jump, jump on him in the fifth? Like, why was it that player? Why was it that goalie? Because I know you, you love your goalies. Uh, what makes you confident? And I know he had a really great stretch last year, but why, why this guy? Honestly, I was not expecting the goalie run that happened leading up to that pick. And looking back, if I had my fourth-round pick, I would have been sitting pretty. And I panicked. I bit into the run. I needed to get a goalie before all the ones that I had targeted as potentials were gone. And, and you, 
Nashville always has good defense. I am banking on them to be, except for last year, I'm banking on them to be the same way the Islanders played good defensive hockey. I'm banking on that from Nashville. I believe, <laughs> I believe, I believe. I Yeah, I mean, I... I just, I just don't get it, man. Like that, just, that, that's one of those teams that's just. If there's a few, if there's a handful of teams that are just trending in the wrong direction, it's, uh, it's, it's Nashville, and uh, I like you look at that division, and it's a, it, like I don't know what you're saying. That's a very good division. Like so, so who we got? We got Colorado, who can fill the net sometimes. <laughs> what do you mean sometimes? <laughs> okay, Ch- Chicago can fill the net. Win- Winnipeg can fill the net. Yes. Um, yes. Who Who else? Like I'm. I. I. Like there's. There's some snakes in the water there. There's good. <laughs> there's very good teams in that division. Okay, it's top heavy. What we're talking about: the Coyotes, the Stars, the Wild, the Blues. The Wild can light your goalie up. Watch yeah. out for the Wild. You play I'll, a game in Minneapolis, they'll they'll light you up. Okay, so the four games that they play in Minneapolis, I won't yeah, start. Yeah, don't them. bench him. Bench him in Minneapolis. No, yes. Don't uh, yes. Don't buy the but when they play in St. Paul, I'll start him. Oh, yeah, I guess they do play in St. Paul, don't they? For the record, Mike, I'm not buying into this Rossi hype at all. Oh, I'm not either, but, like, I'm just saying, like, they're, that's a very... That's Nick, a very their center depth is terrible. Domi. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, yeah, no, I mean, looking... You know what? The, a team drafted like this leaves a lot of good players for the for us in the later round. I just didn't get... I didn't get UC Soros when you had... Like, who were the... Let's look at who the goalies who went right after that one. Oh, were. don't be a dick. Uh, Cam, Cam Talbot, I like more. He, he won't play as much, but I he'll have better numbers. Um, Just because that's... Of that but style. When you're anch- well, Flurry was gone. When you're, oh. when you're anchoring your team with the number one goalie, you can afford to go for volume and hope that Vassy's 930 averages out with Saros's 910 into a 920. Mm-hmm. And 920 is what you're aiming for. Right. So like Jack Campbell went after, I don't like him. Carter Hart went after, I don't like him. This is what uh, I was dealing with. There wasn't, there wasn't much. Shesterkin, it was a keep. Yeah, that's a keep. Uh, Knight. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Josh. You're you're absolutely right. A lot of the guys went. He was the you. last guy in the tier of goalies that I was looking at as a potential. When I when Flurry went two picks before me, you panicked. I panicked, and I, I, I honestly I was thinking either Saros or Allmark. And I went with I went with Saros because last year Boston's goalies fucked mm. me. I had Halak as well, if you remember. I had Halak and Rask, and they both fucked me. I think, I think come playoff time. Yeah, between the two, I mean, Saros had such great numbers last year. So. I would have went with Holmark. But again, it's like a Freddie. That's like Freddie Anderson argument. Sure, like it's a really sure. risky play. Team I, versus you never, talent. You never like going with goalies. It's their first year there. What's the workload going to be like? Like it's very hard to judge, right? Yeah. Where yeah. Saros, at least you know. Boston was not the defensive team that we thought they would be last year. They were still very good. They were very good, but they weren't the team that we knew them to be where both Halak and Rask were viable starting options at any day. And that was not the case last year, especially near the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's another team where the wheels could be coming loose a little bit. Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston. Yeah. One of those, one of those three teams, I think, is not going to make it. You know, one of those three stalwart every year kind of teams. Yeah, but they won the division last year. 
And, it's, a, and it's an Olympic year. Crosby's got to make the yeah. playoffs. Because it's an Olympic year and because they're dealing with injuries to Malkin already, what's the incentive for Crosby to show up for the, the Penguins? He wants to keep himself healthy so that he can win another game <laughs> in Canada. Well, I, I don't see it that way. I, I, see, I see like Olympic focused guys just being like having a really great off season and coming in with a new sense of, of focus. Who remembers Stamkos? Was playing to be that guy, broke his leg before that he could even play. Yeah, but that's a freak. That's a freak accident. But one could argue that he was playing beyond himself to make the team. Not saying that Crosby has to do that to make the team because he's already been announced as probably a captain, but you know, there is some consideration when your team is not performing. Do you take that extra stride into the boards to retrieve that puck or do you is you save yourself for when you can do that in the Olympics? I, I just think I see it more so as you're you're sitting in your off season and when whenever little decisions come up like should I do this extra rep workout, set training session or whatnot, the the thought of the Olympics comes in and, and you say yes to every single decision to make, mm-hmm. and that goes for a lot of players. Like this could be Crosby's swan song with Team Canada, and he knows it's a big year because he's he's it's basically passing the torch, so he's motivated. He's got to be. Yeah, but the example you gave with him off the ice training. Yeah. On the ice is a different story. He's making a business decision with his history of concussions. Oh. Why is he going to put himself in a position? So Nick shouldn't have drafted him. No, I think in the second round, he's a great draft pick. Mm. Arguable. He has the name value that any player in our league would, would trade for him just to have him on the team. I'd trade Marner for him, yeah. Nick. <laughs> Mar- yeah, but you have a proposal on the table. Crosby. Marner for Crosby. It's no sense. You can have Crosby. Crosby. Yeah, I'll do that. Of course no, I'll do that. No, I don't want to do that. Okay, yeah. Of course I'll do that. I, I don't know what else I can say about Josh. But I've never team. been a Crosby owner. I've never been a Crosby, so it's exciting. It's never, it, it is very exciting. Sure. It's, yeah, I've never been a Crosby owner. I'll tell you owner, what, it's, yeah. uh, it's, like having a, it's, having, it's like having money in the bank. You know it's there. You're happy. You know it's going to do. It's just going to sit there and make you happy, but it's not going to wow you unless you spend it. Mm-hmm. And buying like a Nathan McKinnon is spending money. Having Crosby is money in the bank. Money in the bank. And it's not fun. It's not sexy. It's just. I'll see. I'll, I I will see. I'll watch the Penguins with a little more of a closer eye this year. They're not great to watch either. <laughs> Don't bother. So, before we we went on air, there was some discussion about the draft, and I was unable to attend the party. So why why is that? Why couldn't you come? What's the big reason? You know, I'd rather not disclose. I'd, I like to keep my personal uh, my personal uh, life close to my chest. Uh, I like, to, you know, my privacy is valuable to me. Yeah. yeah. But it, it did come across that at the draft party, there might have been some persuasion as to who to pick when it came to near my turn. There was. There was. So just for background, we had uh, a couple guys over. We had Moopsie over. We had... Uh, we had Mike over, who you guys know, and we had uh, the new guy, uh, Bo Bichette. Or ben. His, yes. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So he, a couple guys were over, and we got into chatting about you know other, other players in the league, and we're like, this Josh guy, he's got the weirdest strategy. I don't know if you've noticed. And they're like, no, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, he only picks fucking goalies and hitters and shooters. And, and Moopsie just kind of like looked at me, 
gave me a nod and then kind of looked down and went back to his business. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's up to something. He's a champion. <laughs> like he can't just be taking this with no grains of salt at all. So he took it in and, uh, and every single time it seemed as if he was out to get you. Yeah. And he was making noise about it too. He's like, Oh, is this guy still nice? Boom. Takes him. And we're like, Whoa. Yeah. So me and Moops, I was the ninth pick. He was the 10th pick. Meaning that every time I picked once, he picked twice. And from the fifth round until basically the end of the draft, he took one guy I was eyeing. We can start it off. I mean, I'm not going to get into specifics because I don't want to boost the ego, but let's just say it happened enough times for my team to make some reaches, and it might it might show up on the scoreboard. I'm hearing a lot of excuses right now. That's what I'm hearing. The worst one for me, honestly... Jacob Chikrin. Oh, you wanted him. I wanted him bad. He's a bad player. He's an awful player. No, he's a good player on a terrible team. But he gets a ton of shots and a ton of hits. And goals. He doesn't care. (laughs) I mean... Doesn't give a shit about the goals. So, last year, I really wanted to test the theory to see whether or not there was a correlation between shots and goals because my team scored the most or had the most shots but was not even close to the top in goals. And I wonder why that was. Is like how much of it is volume and how much of it is your shooting touch. Like that's a good study to to take into account. And, yeah. You know, I was banking on the fact that I'm going to get a lot of shots that's going to lead to goals and clearly I was mistaken. Right. Well, it's I I I get where you're coming from there, but I guess some guys are just volume guys like perimeter shooters and 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 whatnot but i just yeah i don't really understand the jacob chick like why do people like this well nick so the, he led the, he led all dn goals last year did he really yeah that must be like the quietest stat yeah yeah because he's arizona like i'm looking in, I'm 18 lo- in a f- yeah that's a great total. like i'd much rather have blake wheeler than jacob chikrin that's a 30 goal pace it's a 30 goal pace that's incredible. Yeah, and and totally under the radar. But who mm-hmm. does he have to pass to? Well, he didn't have anyone last year to pass to either. So he can make he can make money out of nothing. That guy. And he leads the power play. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. No, he's he's a he's a maybe sleepy, this is a sleepy player guy. I got to learn more about. Like he's, he's just he under. just eats ice time too. Yeah. They don't have anyone. They got rid of OEL. Like he he's their he's their guy. Yeah. No, it's uh. Hey, we'll see how that one pans out for you. But oh yeah, right for Moopsy. I think it's gonna go really well for him. You went with Brett Burns, yeah, which is another, uh, another guy you really always go for. Yeah, but last year I got him much later. Hmm. Okay, I want to ask you guys about some one guy in particular. This guy absolutely fascinates me, and, and it pissed me off when he came off the board. And Nick, you're gonna be. This is something that I think maybe you should have rethought. But Andre Sveshnikov. A polarizing player because he's such a young guy with a ton of potential, but he didn't do much last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitchie took took him right after you. Right took after Crosby. Crosby, yeah. So Nick, I mean, there you could argue the value of having him on left wing, right wing, with the potential to get eighty to ninety points, and I think Crosby's a good safe eighty points. I don't think he's going to get too much more over that. I could be wrong, but doesn't this guy kind of pique your interest a bit more? Was he on your radar? Uh, at all? He was. He was on my radar, but 
I just, I always, when I, when I told you, I, I defined the top of the class of, of the draft when I was drafting. I had Marshawn, Marner, Kane, Zibanejad, and Crosby. And I had those guys in a tier of their own. Hmm. Nobody else. And so I knew if those three guys went off the board, I'm taking the next two guys, even though they're both center. That was just the way I saw it. And I, I that, that's that, a sexy that, player, that, though. That's the bullet I'm going to take. I don't, I don't think he's a sexy player. I, he's, but, he's very much a net front guy. I don't really like those guys. No, no, he's got this guy. He, this guy is a guy who can get 90 points and he puts up two hits a game. I don't, yeah, like I don't like number wise, yeah, fantasy wise, very much like Josh. Like he, like he's going to have the hits. He's going to have the points. He's going to have that multi cat appeal. But I just wanted to go. With, I, I I don't know. I'm a I'm a guy. I'm a sucker for faces in this league, and and Crosby's the face. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. and and I saw enough of the Rangers last year to know that you know Zabanajad can have the worst half first half of the season ever. Like it was horrible, horrible, horrible. healthy scratched by uh or no he he get benched by Quinn. You know. Yes. And then the guy would just go on a fucking tear, like the Six hottest points. player in the league, like tear. Like, that guy finished with a great year despite how brutal, brutal that first half of the year was. Yeah. So I'm banking on him with Gerard Gallant having a more complete season. Yeah. So I just saw Crosby and Zibanejad. I said, Crosby, Olympic year, Zibanejad, I know the player. I don't, I, I don't watch Carolina a lot. Maybe I will this year because I'm a Freddie Anderson owner, and maybe I'll regret it. In fact, I'll probably predict I will regret it. Watching more Carolina, I'll probably see this Svechnikov night yeah. in and night out. Yeah, right. They're yeah. on my game. They're one of my favorite teams on Game Center. I'll be watching a lot of Carolina this year. And uh, and we'll You're see what happens. No, it just that's what I do when I own the goalie. I have to watch their games because yeah. the whole team in front of them, I have to evaluate. Right. The thing is that like if if anyone's ready to pop, it's this guy. It is this player. We'll see. I, I just never seen him as the face of Carolina. Aho's the face of Carolina, not Svechnikov. That's why they offered twenty bucks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So no, there, there's a. He's not as sexy as Aho. There was and a never study, will be. They didn't offer thirty-seven. There's a study done by just because he's not uh, finished. There's a study done by I'm not going to name who, but they basically said of players in this size range generally take about two hundred NHL games to hit their prime, to hit their mark, to hit their, you know, I'm a star now. He's hitting that this year. And he's got, all, and he, hey, we've already seen the flashes. We'll see what happens. If anyone's ready to pop, this guy's ready to pop. He's had injury issues. No, come on. Um, Don't be we'll see what happens. I, uh, I, I'm not sold on him quite yet. And I, I don't regret my decision-making as of right now one bit. If he fights Ovechkin <laughs> and beats him this year... Yeah. Will you regret your pick? <laughs> no, because fantasy is not about character, unfortunately. Right? Okay. Which is why someone drafted oh, Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. And, and Jordan right. Well, here's the thing, Kyle. You've always been a big advocate of how many captains does your fantasy team have? The way Kyle evaluates teams is he goes, how many captains do you have, <laughs> Nick? You guys that have the C. Okay, well, let me count. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Mark Stone, um, <clears throat> Bo Horvat, Crosby, four four captains, pretty good. Oh boy, I have uh, I've got two this year. <laughs> okay, so I have more but character. I made up that rule when I was in the fucking basement. 
and I'll give you a captain right here. You want to hear a captain? Jack Eichel is right. a captain, or no longer a captain. No Sorry. longer a captain. Yeah. Three captains. Okay. Uh, Jack Eichel goes in the fourth round. Really puzzling to me. Like uh, I thought for sure I'd be this genius picking him up right. in the ninth. He, yeah, you were surprised. You gasped. Like, Bo is sitting here with yeah. his fucking glasses on, <laughs> and he's like, hmm, "Jack, yeah. Michael. Oh, that was a no doubter. He <laughs> he he pressed that power button I know. with decisiveness. Boom! And we're like, Boom. Ah! <laughs> the whole room erupted for three seconds. And, and then, you guys, Ben. Yeah. Like I said, you'll get to know him. He's he's a smart penny. I don't know how smart that is. I don't know. You you wasted it like you wasted a season with Jack Eichel. If he gets the surgery literally today, the best he can do is like January playing and mm-hmm. playing not at a hundred percent. And then you look at the keeper value. It's fourth round. It's not that great of a keeper value. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like moving the needle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went from taking him in the second to keeping him in the fourth. There is some value to be said. But exactly. Is it worth punting this season in order to keep him? And there's nothing to be said about whether the surgery even happens or goes well. I mean, despite the fact that it is a relatively safe surgery, anytime you go under, you run the risk of complications. There's a reason no one's traded for him yet. It's because everyone's nervous. Buffalo's nervous. They want to prove like it's all it's all a mess. And this is a fourth round. If I'm not mistaken, it was his only fourth rounder. So it's like I, I'm starting to doubt whether this guy is the genius that you say he is. I think he'll have a good year. I, I think I think this guy is going to be a playoff team. That's my prediction. And there's only so many playoff spots. There's only six, right? So, um, but hey, on that subject, let's talk about duds. Any more pick that's that were duds? I mean, I I made the first comment I made was Johnny Goudreau going fifth round. Oh, yep. You yep. Heard, you that heard the room in here, Josh. Oh when, my god. When Goudreau went, who was that? Joe. It was Joe. Oh and we'll get god. into his whole oh, team. That's the team you dissect god. and you immediately go, that's the worst team in the league. Okay, with where, all due respect to Joe. Yeah. Oh my god. Round five. Yeah. This is odorous. At absolutely odorous. I don't know. I'm trying. Like I'm I know looking. He's on your I'm do on like not the, the seventh list. page of my. Like I st- he still hasn't popped up. Like like I don't know where this guy is. So Joe is a guy who likes one team a lot, and then the rest of it is just is very surface knowledge. The rest of his knowledge comes from NHL Yeah, no, this is a, this is a stinker, man, and everyone knew it at the time. And and like, do you really believe that guy's gonna have a good year under like Daryl Sutter? No. Like the two just are polar opposite personalities. He's gonna get benched every third game, and it's just gonna be drama and calamity there in Calgary. You know? Yeah. It's not an awful team. I don't think it's, it's not. Awful. But he doesn't fit the mold of that coach, and he's gonna get a lot of. Sh- he's just gonna get a lot of shit. You know? I think this team has potential. There's a lot of dart throws at the board particularly in the later rounds. I don't know how Tarasenko is going to fare or if he's even worth rostering. Michael Bunting had a great preseason. He might win Calder. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and then you took Connor Brown. So there's that strong lease connection. I don't and, know. Like, you know. If you're, if you're going to take the lease, you got to at least go with some more studs than he- just Matthews and Tavares. Jason Robertson in the seventh round. Like I know he was almost rookie of the year last year, but that's still too high. You know? Uh it it is it is high, especially like why would you 
want to roll the dice on a Robertson when I you took, can get I took, I O'Reilly took Jeff Petrie. I took Jeff Petrie just before him. Like the, and that's a top two defenseman. The best Robertson can do is the floor of O'Reilly, probably, right? Would yeah. you not agree with that? Exactly. My or hypothesis Wheeler, like is that Wheeler. he meant I want to get Wheeler. Nick Robertson, but oh. he was... Or Nylander. Like, no, like, whoa, 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 whoa. J- Jason Robertson is basically Philip Forsberg light. Why don't you just yeah. get Philip Forsberg? Yeah. Like, what is going on No, here? he's a keeper. Forsberg's a keeper. Oh, sorry. But I'm just saying, like, Wheeler and Nylander are yeah. more established, yes. more consistent players than Jason Robertson. Even, Ke- like, I hate to keep pumping Kevin Fiala, but... Kevin mm-hmm. Fiala is a much more attractive player than than Jason Robertson. Yeah. Unless we're like missing out on some unlocked potential. Yeah. That we are just being ignorant to. Caulfield tenth round. Was that was that about uh, where he's going? Cool. Yeah. Right after Suzuki, so that's so about where he's going. To be honest, I think that's an okay pick. But I, I just the fact that Joe made that pick. It just it is just an eye roller, you know. Braden Shen round eleven. Braden Shen's no, argu- I, he's arguably a waiver player. Can we go back to that Cole pick? Because I think that was Joe's attempt at value, right? And I think right. I think it it could pan out sure, where yeah. in the tenth round you're keeping a guy who has potential to score a lot of goals. Granted, at a very diminutive size, I don't know if they count the same. It might be point seven five of a goal just because he's point seven five of a person, yeah. but you know. If that's what you're playing for, and it's the future, like like he's alluded to in the chat, that he might not think he has the strongest chance this year, then, yeah, I like the pick in the 10th round. It provides potential, and who knows? I do really like his goalies, though. Uh, he, did get, he did get Cam Talbot, who I tried to trade for that very night. I tried to give him a Binnington for Talbot with a Swedener. I, I will say that on the record. Um, and then I did like very late... Uh, he got he got Jacob Jacob Markstrom in the thirteenth round. That's a very wow. good That's a very good value. How the hell did he do that? That's very good value for a guy. Man, who's, I, how that guy's Markstrom over Soros. That guy's yeah, I would too. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Let's get into this. Yes, Mar- Mark Markstrom's gonna have a better year than Soros. So, so the year that Soros had last year, we're just gonna forget nine twenty seven. I'm just saying, on one of like, the worst teams he's, in the he's, league. He's gonna have he he's gonna have a better splits than Soros. And he's going to arguably start more. I'll put money on that. Okay. How much are you talking? I think I think he'll have maybe like the the start. Who's back up in Nashville? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Well, who cares in Calgary? Who cares in Calgary, right? Uh, we're talking about the starters. So I don't care either. No, I'm just saying. Like, I think that's a. I think that's a. It's a good debate. I think who's better? I might bet. Yeah. The thing is, they're close and they're yet rounds and worlds apart. Well, what's the bet? Are we are we talking save percentage goals against? I know I'm trying to decide, oh, like, because I don't think I think wins is more of a team effort rather than. Well, yeah, like Kyle says, why don't we just base it on their Yahoo ranking at the end of the year? Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. What do you want to bet? Want to want to? Yeah, let's do a case of beer. A case, a case of beer. Of, a case of Sam Adams. A case of Sam Adams. A t- yeah. A two four of Sam Adams. Bottles. Some bottles. That's uh, they don't do bottles, unfortunately. They don't do bottles anymore. They don't do bottles anymore. At least not here in the north. I don't know. That's like a that's sixty bucks. Okay, small cans. No, like they don't do small cans. Like I'll bet you, I'll bet you like a six pack of Sam Adams. <laughs> Whatever. You, okay. Um, just 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 to point out right now, um, Saros is ranked 
uh, their projected rank is 41st. Yeah. And I'm still scrolling to find. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for Mark, some, Markstrom is 248. It blows me away the Saros thing. Like I in my rank in the in the athletics rankings I used, he's goalie five. Wow. Like what the fuck what is that? On Yahoo, he's goalie five. Uh, want me to read the stats? Yes. 2.28 goals against average. 9.27 save percentage. Tell me how many games I don't have that information in front of me. Yeah, I, I no, like I'll, I'll pull it up. This this laptop slow as fuck. Oh come on! But uh, it's better than none. But that's, that's I'm wondering if he came in, got hot, and posted a great split for the year, and then this is like that's it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like um um, let me pull it up on my phone. I just I just that, that I just goalie five just he seems finished, ridiculous to me. He finished as. The goalie six last year, only winning 21 games. For reference, the goalie number one, Grabner, won 30. Grubauer. That's my goalie. So he won 21 games. Last year, he only won 21 games, and he was still goalie number six. Saros won 21 games. Then I think that was all the games that he Nashville have, won. He couldn't have. I mean, he started 21. No, he won 21 games last nice. year. That's impossible. Last year he played 32, 33 games. He went twenty one eleven and one with a two point two eight and a oh, nine nine twenty seven. Given that team so shit, that's that's, that's that's pretty good. That's amazing. Um, but that's yeah, amazing. I don't know. I still I still you can bet. deliver that case of beer whenever you want. No, I I'll we'll see, still we'll make see. I'll still make this bet because I I still think Calgary. I like that defensive minded coach. I like the easier division. And I like I like higher I think like I don't know who who's like again who's the who's the backup like I'm uh let's see here David Riddick so that's a very, he's back in Calgary no he's in uh, he's in Nashville so that's that's a very capable backup like that's yeah, a guy who you yeah. can throw out there for a game well uh guess who guess who the backup in Calgary is I'm more comfortable than the backup in Calgary depends if you want to tank who's the backup. Dan Vladar. Oh yeah. So I think there's a bit of a gap between Riddick and Vladar, and then you tack in the easier division, the defensive coach, like 90% of the starts. J- Jacob Markstrom's going to be a great pick for Joe at 13, and I think he's going to have a better year than Saros. for 13. It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I think the notion of this being an easier division is misguided. It's top-heavy, and there's a lot of scoring in that division. I no like like. Like a, a middle team in that division is considered Chicago, and they can light you up. Whereas, whereas a, a middle a middle team in the Pacific is LA, and they don't scare me yet. That's that's the bottom team. No, they no a bottom team in the Pacific is San Jose and Anaheim. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's there's a chasm. I would say team four is the equivalent of team seven in that division, which is why it's top heavy. You have those teams that are going to score and put it up. And let's remind ourselves, this isn't the same schedule that it was last year. They're going to be playing every team. So, yes, the division might mm-hmm. be a little bit tougher in Central. But at the end of the day, they have to play every team. Yep. You're playing, yeah, you're playing the teams in your division a little more. I'm just saying, Jets, a little more, Jets, yeah. Jets are a playoff contender. 
the Blues are a playoff contender. Dallas is a playoff contender. Chicago's a playoff contender. The Wild are a playoff contender. No, I I just look at the team. The team, the team, the team. No, but they look like a playoff team. Those teams I just uttered. Whereas those teams in the Pacific. There's only like three of them, I could say, are, are bona fide playoff teams. Yeah, but you only need three, three playoff teams from each division anyways. I know, but you're, you're just player, you're playing higher quality teams. But you can have a maximum of five right. from one division. Yeah. Uh, did we tell you that we're going to Sens games? That's a disgusting problem. Sens these games? Sens no. Games? No, Sens Rangers and Sens Colorado. <laughs> why? As he, as he why? scratches his head. Why? Why? <laughs> why? It's cheaper. You're gonna drive all the way to Canada. <laughs> yeah. The gas money you just spent is the, the equivalent of getting lease tickets. Is it? The price of gas is only going up. I don't think. Is he right? <laughs> no. The leaf tickets are still exorbitant. They're still exorbitant. You're splitting it among three people. And we're we're second row. Second row. We're baby. on the glass. We can touch the glass. Touch is Mel like giving you a personal handy as well? No, McGuire's. McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, before we get too sidetracked, I, uh, I have that's it for Joe. I, I mean, I got. I, I don't want to trip the guy anymore. Yeah, he kind of redeemed himself yeah. at the end. But I, I have a good... I'm just seeing it right here in round 11. I'm seeing Thomas Shabbat in round 11. I, I like that pick for Simp4 McDaddy. <laughs> who, who is that again? Christian. Christian's that is a good rad pick. team. Yeah. So, I, I mean... Ottawa, I know we were just on the topic. Ottawa really kind of piques my interest big time. I know they said the rebuild is done there, and I really love the pieces that I'm seeing. And this guy is just going to be head manning the whole thing. The, the, he's going to be the puck mover from the back end, top power play. He already put up a .63 point per game last year, 2.45 shots per game, nothing to sneeze at. Um, I just think this is a, a really good A1, AB, sorry, A2 defenseman. Uh, in the 11th round, like it's great value there. Looking at this sim for McDaddy's team, and it's it's a tale of two cities, and not the twin cities that the Wild play in. We're talking about some great draft picks. Keeping McDavid obviously is a no-brainer. The Shabbat pick you just mentioned, and then you have some head scratchers. Pull them. Mackenzie Weger in the ninth. Carter Hart in the seventh. Andre Kopitar in the sixth. Ooh, that's early for him. Well, after having no picks since the third, I, I don't know how you go yeah. with another center. I think you need to load up on a scarce position like defense or goalie there. Yeah, I mean. And then riding a tandem of Carter Hart, Jeremy Swayman, and Jake Odinger. Oh, my God. Could be simp. Could be the worst. That's awful. Goalie trio in the league. So Carter Hart, for reference, was single-handedly sunk my playoff dreams last year. Completely sunk me. Um, he's. It was a horrible situation. And in the seventh round to get Carter Hart, you are betting on the farm that this guy turns it around. Like he was like an eight sixty-five. Like you can't come all the way back from hell. And get into the gates of heaven. Yeah, yeah. Like it, 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 like that is the one thing I know. Is looking at his team, it's it's hands down the worst goalies in the league. Um, 
and yeah, that might simp. sink him. That when when four of the categories we've talked about this enough. When four of the categories are goalies, it might sink him. And like the goalies, like Swayman's, he's not even the starter in Boston. Allmark clearly is. He's getting the money that he's a starter. Dallas is the, one of the most peculiar teams in the league because they have four goalies they could run out any night, right? Yeah, when he does, if when and if he does come back, that's four goalies: Ottinger, Bishop, Kudobin, and Holpe. Now, and I think it's assumed that Bishop would challenge for the starting position. <clears throat> you don't keep him on Give the, the mic. roster. Sorry. You don't keep him on the roster. Yeah. In like in travel with him without the intent of yeah. him playing again one day. Yeah, and then Carter Hart. I mean, you have to deal with the drama that Kyle just said is Carter Hart. So th- this is the guy, if you have a goalie to shop, you approach you approach Christian and you see if you can pry one of those uh, those stars off his team. His team is top heavy. Like, there mm-hmm. are some players that would interest any team, even mm-hmm. mine. For sure. Okay, so yeah, here here's the thing. I don't even know what you guys were talking about, but I'm just, I'm I'm reading into your Prince Igor, your your Beau Bichette, this new guy. Mm-hmm. He has really made his money late in the draft because I'm just looking through these late rounds and he's like he's nailing pick after pick. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like the the first couple rounds didn't impress me, but the the later rounds I'm 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 attracted to this mm-hmm. Taylor Hall in, in the twelfth, and then you have. Well, the Tony D'Angelo thing is up in the air. I think that's a. I real think that's a good pick. Uh, say what you want about the the character. That's uh, not what we're evaluating here. I think I've seen that guy run a power play. I've seen him move the puck in New York, and and the guy's legit. Uh, What's your opinion on the Capo Caco pick? Because that's an 18 term pick. Yep, yep, yep. No, I like it. I do. I mean, Capo Caco had a horrible rookie year. The second year, he had really great defensive numbers, but his point totals didn't change. Uh, he's gonna get plum minutes. He's he's looking a lot better in camp. I've wa- I've followed Rangers really really closely. Um, he looks good. He he looks good in camp. So I could see him getting. But then again, Ryan Strom's a duster. No no Nick. Like look at who else went in that round with Strom. Like Strom is a seventy point player. What? Who else is gonna? No, he was. He, he was. was on pace for seventy points. Yeah. Fuck. I think my yeah. favorite thing about this Prince Igor team is. The positional diversity, uh, Kyle, he was not close to 75 to 70 points. He was. Pace. pace. He had. The way that, yeah, me, the, the way the fan base chirped him, like the way he was a punching bag there in New York, I just find that very hard to believe. Like by all accounts, Rhinestrom had a poor season last year. That's what I thought. Oh, no. 49 points in 60 games. That's like a 65 point pace. What? I'm going to find this out. You, no, you're wrong. You're very wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm looking. I'm looking at his team. Seventy-two uh, point pace, fellas. Come on, man. Forty-nine points in fifty-six games. That's point eight eight points per game. The year before, his sixty-nine point pace. He's legit. Kyle, I don't think. I don't know, but this. I don't know about this. No, no. I I know what you're saying, but I don't like Prince Igor's team. I mean, his two two of his two of his three goalies. One's fourteen percent. Like I didn't look at his goalies. I just looked at his late round picks. This guy's goalies are shit. Chris Rieger and Elvis Merzlinkas. Then you, are hey, two you, of his three goalies. You are the guy who said he was some sort of mastermind. I'm trying to see what you're talking well, he, about. He, he'll be active on the wire. He'll pull things together here. I'm confident. So he had a shit draft. I'm not over. I don't think he's one of the better teams here. All right. Good. I, I, good. I'm not convinced. Good. Not everyone can compete every year. It's, uh, 
That's right. That's the beauty of the keeper league. Like sometimes you sell the farm to, to win it all, and sometimes you buy the farm until next year. Yeah. Uh, I just – I really hope you make the playoffs, Josh. <laughs> I hope you make the playoffs. You're in a rut. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, to be fair, I am because everyone – like this is a platinum league, and yeah. I'm a gold member, <laughs> which sucks. It's a platinum <laughs> Oh boy! No, like technically, if you look at yeah, yeah. I'm a goal my goal every year is to make the playoffs because, based on the way that I play, experience, right? Winning six out of four week or out of four six out of ten categories every week does not earn you a high enough percentage to secure right. playoff spots guaranteed. Yeah, no buy. But once I'm in there, yeah, you're. Not, I'm not the team that you want to play. Yeah, it's. And oh, I agree. You want to avoid Josh like the plague in a playoff. If we didn't count the categories and it was just series wins, yeah. I would go undefeated. Yeah. No, absolutely. Gr- grizzle chick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I got with my last pick. I was happy with that. Yeah. I, yeah. Josh will tell you how good he is. Remember that one Josh. night he, he put up like 10 shots and you're like, who the fuck is this grizzle chick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a random. He's like, you're going to beat me in shots this week just because of this yeah. fucking grizzle chick had one good night. Oh, um, okay. Is that it, Kyle? I'm, I'm about tired here. Um, Anyone else to Yerp? Uh, Vince. D- no, that's a good pick. Can we talk about the vaccinated players can i can i just say every pick that josh made is a head scratcher i'll take it it was the same last year until i made it to the finals and you guys finally understood what i was doing and half the league didn't until you brought it up right but i picked up tyler bertuzzi off the waiver wire such a bad move see such a bad move because this is virtual, he won't give my team COVID, but he'll give every other team COVID. Okay, don't be ridiculous. So, I don't know. Last year, he was a good player. He's the top player on Detroit. And right now, Detroit only had, before I picked him up, Detroit only had one rostered player, Dylan Larkin. Only player on Detroit that was rostered. What? Legitimately the only player. What are you talking about? Really? Or the only forward. Wow. Maybe That's the- shocking. Anyways, I think that Bertuzzi brings an element to the game outside of his personal decisions that might affect it. What do you guys think about the, the pickup? Uh, I thought it was a head scratcher big time. Like I don't know why you just didn't get get Drake Batherson or Jordan Stahl would be a safer pick for you. You know, he's on the watch list. Uh, yeah, I don't know, like like you're because he's not going to play in Canada, and you have to figure something okay, so out. He'll miss seven games this year. Could be. I, I didn't really care for the Bertuzzi pick either. The like it was a it was a crate it was a crazy day on the wire today. I think it's almost twenty pickups today, as you'd expect the first day you can do that. I, I would have thought you would have. When we have the IR plus and the NAs, and yeah, all these extra spots. Yeah, yeah. Like I reg- like there's regrets. So the the ones that I regret, like the ones I look at and I'm like I should have had them. Uh, so Tuka Rask, I would have liked to stash on. Yeah, my, I saw that. I would have liked to like, just stash him all fuck. year, and then ju- and then in the playoffs he'll get his starts, and he'll probably be okay. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to pick up. Uh, I told Kyle this uh, Hoffman. I I just think someone's poised to score on that power play in Montreal. It's got to be better, and I just see that guy feasting there. What makes you think that they're going to be better? The power play. Well, because they it got can't a power be any worse. Play, they got a power play specialist and. 
Hoffman's a power play specialist. I, I watched enough St. Louis last year to know that guy is just. You're banking on Dvorak to run your power play. You couldn't even do it in London. Dvorak has a power play specialist. There's nothing. I don't can know say about, about that, but I think is, I think Hoffman. Hoffman is, is. and he's yeah, Hoffman's he, proven he. Because that's what he does best, and he's doing it right now. That's Zach Hyman. We all need a bit of that. That's Patrick Hornquist. Everyone needs a tip artist. That's you need a junk junk a junk driver. You lost Corey Perry. You need someone to clean up the junk. And he's been outstanding in preseason, mm. by the way. Outstanding. Yeah, those were the only two that really made me. Um, I'm gonna pick up Dvorak right now. Those are the only two that made me jealous. And then and Dubois is the one where I'm like, maybe he can have a really good year. Yeah, I I, I would have thought you, know? you would have picked up Tanev and Dubois. Yeah. And and then, and then and then and then two of my three I think are just really slick. Like I I think Tanev and and Gord are just two really slick pickups that that Gord, people I, are gonna regret. People are people are gonna regret. The, like they're no. gonna. I think those are gonna age well. I Tanev, yes. Another one of my strategies that I don't know if I even want to say, but I've already started, so now I have to. Is I put very little value into the center position because of how deep it is. And if you look through my draft, I don't think I took a center until like. Well, I guess Marcia says a center slash wing, but I didn't draft a center until very late because of how deep the position is. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I'd rather have positional players or positional flexibility with left wing, right wing, left wing, center, right wing, center, etc. Instead of just taking a straight center. I don't think there's a single center that's that's uh, only a center on my team. It's all about having that flexibility because... You never know when you're gonna to have to slide someone into a spot that you weren't expecting them to, which is why I never took any of the guys you mentioned on the on the wire. You would have liked Tanev. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's carried over to the USHL. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got a, I got a bone. Like last thing, I got a bone to pick with you mm-hmm. as a commissioner. Mm-hmm. What is with all this junk? Like, pay seven bucks a month, and I'll tell you who to trade for. Garbage. That's him trying to swindle you. What is this crap? What are you talking about? Like Yahoo Fantasy is telling me, hey, here's some ad drop suggestions, and if you pay us this much money, we'll tell us who your best dance partner. I don't. That's not my fault. It is your fault. You have to disable this shit. These advertisements. I don't want Mitch. Paying eight oh. bucks a month and yeah, but do you actually shit out. do you do you like do you actually believe in this software I, they're using? This I don't know. It takes using? a lot of legwork out. No, I I come on this ad drop oh, thing. No, Kyle, I think you should invest. I think you should invest. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. I don't think it's good for the yeah. league. You need to you need to disable this immediately. There's a reason why no one uses the Yahoo rankings when we draft, and there's a reason why no one pays seven dollars a month. Yeah. The Yahoo ad drop. Yeah, Josh is uh, absolutely right. I think you're 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 reading you're way too much into you this. You get a poor draft score when you get a Yahoo yeah. draft because it means that it was against their rankings, and that means you did a good job. Right. Fine. I just I, I if I if someone buys this service, I want to know about it. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah. I hope there's a way of finding. Maybe there's a logo that creeps over <laughs> their name if they're a subscriber. You like know? a blue check mark. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Joe's gonna be a subscriber. <laughs> he's got no choice that's now cool. with this team he's drafted. Kyle, that's how you get platinum on Yahoo. You have to pay for it. You gotta pay for it. Exactly. Okay. Well, on that note, we're running to an hour and a half. So that's too any 
any last uh, words? Goodbye. No, I just want to say thank you guys for mm-hmm. having me. It's always a pleasure to be on the pod and to you know disseminate my knowledge to your loyal viewers. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, not too many of the league mates are listening because I did give some juicy tidbits. Yeah. And if you do win, I want to cut. Right. And I, yeah, I will say we're we're friends now. But a week from now, I'm playing you first week. So we'll see how that goes. It's hey, bear in mind. Usually, the first week it's like two weeks sometimes because it's a short week. Not this year. It's just six days. So get it's like Which, a sprint. Also, the finals last year was only a six day week. What's it this year? I don't know. Seven? Okay. But they I should they added an extra game at the end and they didn't count it in the playoffs and I would have won. Right. So again, I don't have control over that. That's just Yahoo. But don't let, let Yahoo be the scapegoat. <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah. On that note, this this ends our three preview shows. We kind of did a recap show. We did a preview show, and then we did this fantasy episode. So next week, the games start. Uh, Kyle, do you know what the first game of the regular season is? Pittsburgh, Philly. I don't know. Oh, Pits- Vancouver. Why would Vancouver, Vancouver be the first? Seattle. No. Okay, it's not a good guess. No. Okay, who is it then? Tampa, oh, Pittsburgh. That's such a lame like opening matchup. I'm like I'm not watching that. that. The two dynasties. The two dynasties. I I don't know. He's it's not even playing. He's not even going to play the first. That's game. true. It's ruined. Like why is that the first game? No, of- I I get it. It's like this team just went back to back. Pittsburgh yeah. went back to back. And then the big double header. I assume this will be on ESPN. Is uh, is is Seattle and Vegas? That one I will watch. Just I would have thought they would just start at Seattle versus in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, but you need the there's no te- there's the, the people down south don't care about Vancouver, ah. right? ESPN, you can't have Vancouver on opening no, night. It's got to no. be Vegas. They would be pissed. Yeah. So those are that's the mediocre opening night of the NHL. So not too exciting, but then the fun starts on Wednesday when you get the Leafs and Habs as tradition <laughs> dictates. So um yeah. And then uh, with that said, just breaking news just to get it out there. Oh my god. Uh Quentin Byfield, fractured nice. ankle. Oh. Um so I saw he got injured. I didn't I'm know not sure how that. long. I don't see a, I don't see a timeline here. But that's obviously that not good. Not that good sucks. for young Quentin. No. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're on fucked. that, yeah, on that sad note, we uh, we're screwed. We're screwed. We are because he's screwed. Yeah, I like that guy. I don't. Yeah, I like him too. But you know, LA's not tough start. Make. Yeah, tough start to his uh, career. Dave Velarde, step right up. Right. Yeah. We'll see. What are you fucking laughing? Okay, well, on that note, thank you for tuning in. We hope uh, we hope you enjoyed the fantasy special. Uh, we hope people in our league didn't take our comments too harshly. No. And uh, yeah, it's all for, it's, you know it's all it's all fun and games. Um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in. So we will talk on the other side of the, once the regular season starts. Um, and uh, we look forward to you guys tuning in then. So until then, take care. It's been a pleasure to serve you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.